Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuchs and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wandry Plus in the Wandry app or Wandry Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. crew podcast my name is r today we have a guest with us it's danielle <laughs> i'm gonna give a quick little rundown please forgive me i'm using my phone so i don't do this no you're wrong. fine um so danielle is a former high school teacher former academic department chair certified women's coach why is you here a national keynote speaker and a friendship expert y'all we've been looking for this um she's been featured on nbc news Psychology Today, Shape Magazine, Wall Street Journal, the Tampa Tribune, and some of Apple's most popular podcasts. Also, you may recognize her because she is one of the, or is the resident friendship expert on Bumble, Bumble Friends, Mm -hmm. which to me, I always thought was just strictly for dating. But then I remember when I was going through my friendship phase and talking about on the podcast, people were like, why don't you go on Bumble Friends? Is Bumble like Peanut? I might. <laughs> is point. Peanut another? Isn't Peanut like Peanut's a friendship? Like, for like a mom? Yeah, Peanut's thing? specifically for moms, and then Bumble for friends is just like for friendship. Swiping for friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Swiping <laughs> for friends? Yes. And I mean, I hear, I'm not just saying this because I'm the spokesperson, I hear success stories all the time. 
So wow. it's becoming increasingly popular. <laughs> Download the app. Need any case studies? <laughs> Download the app. Is there a new pilot program? I that will is so serve awesome. as a guinea pig because mm-hmm. y'all know I need. I don't know why I thought Bumble was for dating. I did too until I read that. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So it's like, is it a separate type of Bumble or? Yeah, so Bumble originally started for dating, but they saw more and more people coming on and in their bio they were putting, hey, I'm just here for friends. And that got so popular. They were like, you know what? Let's make a friends, you know, side of it. And then that got so popular. They recently just made it its own app. So you would download Bumble for friends. And I always say, like, if you're a woman with, like, an unconventional schedule, like nurses who are like, I can't go out at normal hours, or if you're new to a city and you don't know where to start, you have a lot of women in that space who are finding success. Wow. Is there a category for, like, moms? Oh, yeah. So you could put, like, I'm looking for, and then you would say, you know, mom friends, workout buddies. That way it kind of, like, expedites the process of finding your people. Can you put what age range you want? <laughs> sure. Location, what kind. I mean, so it's, it's you can kind of adapt it. They have prompts that you can fill out so people can get a sense of, like, your humor and yeah. your interest. And you would kind of get a vibe oh, wow. of, okay, we, we're <clears throat> connecting. And then, you know, take it from there. That's crazy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. That's really try cool. this. Just you out of curiosity. It. Yeah. And then I'll share. And then I'm gonna message you and be like, "Hey, girl." <laughs> I would just like to thank you for your friendship. <laughs> it works. I got a good friend out of this. Oh, yeah. We're just yeah. in the testimony because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that for you. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's been a, a struggle for me for a long time. Why do you think that is? Um, I always kind of go back to my formative years and like the way that I was taught how to make friends or like not taught how to make friends Mm -hmm. or just, you know, trauma within friendships or getting hurt and not Mm -hmm. necessarily having like my people who are like, no girl, get back out there. So yeah, just ups and downs, um, unconventional lifestyle or schedule and then mom life coming on top of that. Mm -hmm. But, um. I'm getting better. Shine's been great with friendships, in my opinion, compared to me. <laughs> She's like, wait. Shine, like, first off, don't put me on the spot. You to the friendship expert. Now she'd be like, tell me about your friendships. Yeah, no. <laughs> tell me how they're going. <laughs> like, in terms of. I have really good friends. Yeah, she does. And I think I have really healthy friendships. What do you attribute that to? Like, why do you think they're strong and healthy? Oof. Why do I think that? Well, I feel like within my friendships, they're not surface level based. So we've had to tackle real topics, real Mm -hmm. conversations, real trial and error, real arguments. um, And how do you overcome those? It's not like the nights where I'm like, "Eh," you know, like we're Mm -hmm. all just like giddy and stuff. It's like the nights where we're genuinely like sobbing Mm -hmm. and telling our deepest, darkest fears, and then the next day we're like, hey, what's up, want to go get a coffee? Like, it's not a big deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's when you do hit those, you know, bricks in those walls in your friendship where maybe I'm going this way, maybe you're going this way, but do we want our friendship to work? And are we meeting back in the middle? Am I supporting your journey over there and you're supporting my journey over here? Even though I might not agree with it, but... I'll meet you at the end of the road when you're done doing whatever you're doing in that season. Um, I feel like a lot of my friendship, we've gone we've gone through that. I was kind of like the guinea pig for my friends. I had the baby, the youngest. I, I, they, I, for some reason, I was the one that ended up on TV. I didn't want to end up, I didn't know how I got there. Like, I, it was just like everything was coming at me, and I, remember, I was like the guinea pig. And 
for my friendships, I have a distinct like four pack and they went through every season mm-hmm. that I went through with no judgment, showed up for everything and would sometimes be like, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I'm going to stand right here next to you. Mm. And I, I love my When friends. do I book my flight? Right. <laughs> when do I show yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that I have really healthy. That consistency and longevity has mm-hmm. been there for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. My friends have been 10 plus years or. Yeah. yeah. They're not. This is my problem. How do you get new friends? <laughs> my friends are all old. <laughs> and then how do you meet? Here, okay. Here. Got it. <laughs> I'm so good. Okay. I'm so good. I've been trying to work it out in my head. I have old friends, Mm -hmm. right? Really deep-rooted relationships. Very territorial. I was going to say territorial. Very territorial. I now have new friends Mm -hmm. because I had the baby the youngest, which means my kid is the oldest. So we're going on, she's seven. So now I have mom friends from school or mom's friends from cheer. And my new friends are like, who are these people? Mm Mm-hmm. How do I sit them at the same table? Peaceful. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so first of all, I think it's really great that you've had people who have seen you evolve mm-hmm. because it's something that a lot of women are hungry for. They want the friendship with the person who's seen all these versions of you. And it's uh, it, it plays to something known as social identity support. So when you have somebody who affirms the various aspects of your identity – that friendship tends to be do really well. So if you're a mom and you have people who affirm that in you, if you're yeah. you know have a certain faith and people affirm that in you, and things break down when they start to dissolve. So for example, you said you know when I do this or make this decision, they're like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with this version of you. I'm with you. And not everyone can do that. So yeah. that's really mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, but it can become tricky if you have friends over time who've created something solid and then they introduce new friends. And the reason it's probably a sticking point is because the research tells us that for women specifically in our friendships, we really value mutual prioritization. So if I feel like you're my number one girl, mm-hmm. I like knowing that you see me as your number one girl too. Mm. So we might not say that, but it's kind of ah. like an expectation. We rank each other the same. It's important to women. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see how if they feel like we're super close and now you're inviting somebody else in, okay, what what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. What how does that going to impact like where I am time. here? Yeah. yeah. And then you have, you know, self-disclosure is like the glue of women's friendships, right? I tell you something, you tell me something. So if I look over and I see that you're doing that with somebody else now, it's like, okay, where does that put me? How does that threaten what we have? And I know a lot of people would often dismiss that as like, well, that's so petty, you shouldn't care. And, And I get that. But the reality is because we're so close in our friendships, it is natural to feel a little tense or threatened by her getting close to somebody else because we value that exclusivity. We value that prioritization. So I feel like in a a case like this where you're introducing new friends, the existing friends probably really want to know, I'm still special. I'm still here. I'm not being replaced. Who is this girl? So whatever we can do to kind of show them, no one's replacing you. We have our thing. This is untouchable. But I do say be open to new friends because the research also shows that people who have relational diversity are happier. So people who have mom, friend, church, friend, happy hour, friend, business friend, tend to report greater life satisfaction than the person who just has high school friend. But if you put so, mom friend, church friend, work friend, happy hour friend, can is there a world where all those friends can be in the same room together? 
I mean, some people pull that off successfully. I mostly see that for like those big milestone things like birthdays or weddings yeah. when you're like mm-hmm. bringing all your folks together. So that could totally, that could totally happen. Um, it just depends on, I always say, your objective for the event. So whatever, mm-hmm. what's the objective for why y'all are getting together? And what work would you need to do as the host or like the hub of that mm-hmm. group to make sure people are clicking, vibing, yeah. you know, because they might not. Yeah, that's the thing. I used to have friends, personalities, values, separate birthday parties. And Mm -hmm. it would be like, for me, it was confusing because I'd be invited to both. And I'd be like, how do I deal with this? Because other people would be like, oh, did you go to the other party? Ah, And it'd be like, huh? Like it was a confusing spot or confusing position. Um, You mentioned a phrase, a social support. Social identity support. Social identity support. Yeah. I think that is what I am. Like, if, if there's a category of friend, I'm going through this because I've never heard that before. Mm. Um, I'm having a personal moment right now where I'm like, I've just never heard that phrase. And yeah. I think... Are there... You think you're that for somebody that you're no, friends with? No, I think I want more people that mm. share my social identity so I can have my social identity support. Like, I have friends mm. from different aspects of life that I've, like, made, but they, in terms of, like interest or work Mm -hmm. or what my priorities are like what my goals are in life Mm -hmm. there there's no there's not many crossovers right um so that's been a struggle yeah so it's like the things i do want to talk about within Mm -hmm. my friendship i'm like where do i go so yeah for someone who is seeking deep relationships within their friendships like how do you start i'm not i'm not past the merging of the friends. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're slow. merging of You're still all like, How do I get I'm my still, friends together? Like, on that staircase. So, ah. just before we go to the next topic, is it better to keep them separate? Hmm. You know, I, I'm on social pretty heavily and people are always like, oh, no, I'm not mixing friend groups. And most times it's like because I fear that they'll get along really well. And uh, so I mostly hear it from that aspect. I'm scared to do it because what if they really click and then they're going to lunch? Um, and I, I just always go to, you know, you know your people. If they tend to all be good conversationalists, they're reasonable people, they all kind of respect boundaries, then you probably have a safer space to merge them together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but if you know that, hey, these friends value these things and these friends don't, I don't think they're going to click. Mm-hmm. I would just ask what would be the purpose. So if it's a, a celebratory occasion, so I want my people there, that's one thing. Yeah. But if it's just like, hey, it'll be really fun for me and convenient for me mm-hmm. to put them all in a room together. I mean, go for it. Yeah. But also be aware of like, you know, what's what what's what's the point? What's the dynamic here? You know, now. no. OK, this is my problem. <laughs> all right. Real life. One of my best friend's birthdays is this weekend. And uh-huh. she's like, I want originally it mm. was I'm going to have like a really relaxed, just like wine and cheese at my friend's house. And I was like, who's your friend? Because I'm the friend with the house. So. <laughs> I'm your friend. Yeah. I'm the house friend. I'm the house yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I host, your, I host your birthday party. <laughs> I was thinking like. It's my birthday yeah. party. You, uh-huh. I was a little thrown off. And, I, and that's just me being honest. And then she's like, oh, it's my friend from Bible study. And I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. all right, it's your Bible study friend, fine. So <laughs> then we all, I took her to dinner for her birthday, so the day before her birthday. And then it came out like, oh, I can't host it at my Bible friend's house anymore. I'm thinking about doing it at my house, at her house. But then mm-hmm. she's baby, baby to go sleep. So I was like, oh. So then she's like, hey, I can do it at your house. And now I'm thinking, 
I was the secondary choice. Mm-hmm. And does this mean your Bible study friends are coming to my house yeah. with your regular friends <laughs> that are your non-Bible study friends? And she has oh, like two different sets different energy of there. Bible study mm-hmm. friends. So it's like it's like three uh, groups merging into one. And I have questions. That's why I'm like, what do I do? Where do I stand? How Where do, do I put you... my hands? Do I greet everybody at the door or do I like relax yeah. and just act like, yeah, it's my house, but not but a big I'm just deal. hosting I'm just it. Do friend. I still be a you... guest? But yeah. how do you feel accepting? How do you feel with this is funny. your new friend, that new, that I don't know those people. So how, but how, yeah, that's weird to have. Do I cuss? Do I not cuss? Do I run in your Wait, do we pray before we eat the cheese? Like, do I get a lot of wine? Do act differently? Yes. that's interesting. I have a very open Cheyenne's nervous right now. My household is open. She is. I see it. We're very open. And I'm like, the Bible study friends are coming over. So I feel like the perfect thing to do would be to communicate everything you just said to your friend. Hey, you know I'm down to play host, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of concerned because I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to have a good time. What would that mean for you? Like, what does that mean for me to help you have a good time and to allow her to direct you because she knows the other group? So she would know if she's like, actually, yeah, can we, you know, tone Tone it down? down. Or if she's like, no, be yourself. They're totally cool with that. So she is the person who would know. So to ask her, I want you to have a good time. That's so important to me. But what does that look like on my end to allow her to direct you? And I know sometimes people are like, they'll say like, well, I don't want to be fake and I want to be me. And that's true, be you. But also if I want my friend to have a certain experience and I feel like it's not going to compromise like who I am I can say okay I can tone it down for tonight because it's her night or I can or she gave me permission to do my thing okay great yeah so allow her to direct you because it's her you know her thing am I putting on Drake or am I putting on Hillsong (laughs) maybe a little vibe are we what what are we doing here like what vibe are we what are we doing for the birthday bible study friends outweigh is there an actual bible study going on the real friend category like there's like 12 of them and like two of us so Uh. I'm like like, you know, what do, how does yeah. this work? Do I have I need a question. to put a Bible on the table? Like, what do we do? Like, yeah. Do we play heads up? But when I play heads up, I play adult supervision. Like, do we I'm not play that version with y'all? You don't understand? My head is... It's like going I've to, never seen your head going go like that. this. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you, Shai. You said when she approached you, how did it make you feel to be the second... I guess the second choice... Honestly, how did it make you feel? Did you voice that to her I, as a friend, or like was a, that just? It wasn't like a jealousy thing. It wasn't like that, but it was just like, hey, like. But it, <laughs> then I'm like, dang, am I petty? Because I'm saying, hey, because it didn't work out at your right. first location. So it wasn't like that, but it was more so of just like, okay, like yeah. I want to, I want you her that. to be comfortable and open to bring mm-hmm. her Bible study friends around yes. mm-hmm. her friends that she's. We've seen her in every season, so I saw you before. Yes, mm-hmm. I know you outside so, of Bible study. Girl. I know you outside of Bible study. <laughs> so I think it was more so of like that of like I've been waiting for you to put us all in one room. Your birthday is a perfect time to do that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I, first, I expected that one room to be at my house, and now that it's at my house, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's never mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, let's go to her house. You've met, <laughs> let's you've go with the baby. Let's go to the other lady's house. You've met some of these people though, and like on their ter- like I've in met their her baby shower, baby shower. Yeah. like mm-hmm. where I was hosting, but at someone else's house. So I was busy. I, I was wasn't to say, thinking about socializing. Yeah, I didn't them. socialize with them. But. I think it'll be nice for you because then maybe you'll be able to experience like what some of your friends go through 
through you, where it's like... Oh, I throw everybody in the room. Yeah, Cheyenne throws mm-hmm. everyone do. in the room, and it's like, <laughs> let's watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that she's going from, like, maybe the guest versus yeah. the host, it is a different... It's different. But now I'm thinking, like, dang, um, do my friends have the same anxiety when I yes. put them all in the yes. room with everyone? They do. And sometimes they're like, oh, who are these people? And I'm given rundowns, and I'm like, no, they're actually very nice. Like, I feel like I do a lot of behind-the-scenes campaigning. <laughs> really? For shy? We- Not even for shy, but just in general when people are coming into like, new who's environments, who? mm-hmm. and they're like, how do I act? Yeah. You know, am I free willy? Am I, am I free to be myself, or is this... I am I on my best behavior tonight? You know, like you said, am I cussing? Am I not cussing? Is it Hillside or Drake? Yeah. You know, so it's just about presentation and I think making other people comfortable, which I believe you're great at. So I think at the end of the day, you guys will be fine. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuch and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wandry Plus in the Wandry app or Wandry Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. I like what you were saying as far as if you have a friendship where you're all doors open for yeah. your friend in their family in their friendships but your friend isn't like that with isn't you is that way. a real friendship yeah so um <laughs> it's funny because i see questions like that like mm-hmm. online or socials and things like that and people are like okay if your friend doesn't do this is she fake if she's fake mm-hmm. and i get that we're like it shows me that we're continuously trying to evaluate is this real is this real and i always lead with if you find yourself in a position where you're like okay so 
based on what happened, fake or real, fake or real. And I always say, you have to take the entire context and history of your friendship into account mm -hmm. before we assign great meaning to this one thing. So to this example, you're saying, what if I really bring this person in? I'm sharing mm -hmm. things with her, I'm like meeting my family, and she's not doing the same thing, is she fake? I always like to entertain, is it possible that it could be other things? If she's not bringing you into her family, is it because her family is not cool like that? Mm. It just doesn't feel safe to introduce you to my family. You don't know my family. Or I, I want to keep you away from knowing that side of me because I am ashamed of it or because we don't have the same warmth that you have. So mm. I'm probably never going to bring you in on that way. So how can I consider, is it just at least possible that this person's not bringing me in and it's not because it's a sign of how much they trust or love me, but because the safety they feel to let me access those sides of them. And again, you know, I always say before we act prematurely, have I even said that to you? So not in an accusatory way, but to tell the friend like, you know, maybe the next time she even comes over saying like, you know, you know, I love having you over here. I realized the other day, though, like I've never been on your side. I've never met your people. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, so that way it's a chance for her to reassure. Actually, you know, you don't want to meet my people. I try to keep that separate, <laughs> you know, or I'm embarrassed of how I grew up or my people or whatever. Or yeah. my other friends are, you know, not inviting you know but it's a chance for me to say it directly without it being an accusation it mm. becomes more of an invitation <clears throat> i want to know you more what's going on mm. and it's a chance for her to tell me why she doesn't or a chance for her to say oh i didn't really think about it i guess you're right but otherwise she would not have known that so mm. that would be how i'd advise that because we have to acknowledge that it could be for a myriad of reasons mm. and it might not be because she's not a true friend to you so it seems like communication is key. Pretty much. Yeah. Like that's every time. It's every, every time, time. it's Foundation. how you communicate. <clears throat> every time. Every time. And and I mean, there's some things that I say all the time, and that's one of them. Like I know we say like communication's key, but it's just like I think especially for women, like my theory is this. I think there's so much we're missing each other in female friendships because mm -hmm. for some reason, in every other context of our lives, we anticipate conflict. We know there's probably going to be an issue. We know we're going to have to talk things yeah. through, right? Like at your job, there's literally a time for performance reviews. We're talking about our progress and how we're doing. So I know that's going to happen. In a relationship, you know with your man, it's going to be like, babe, what's going on? I feel like we're off. It's normal. For some reason, in friendships with other women, it feels like it's the only space where we subscribe to the idea that I shouldn't have to say it. Like, you're my hmm. friend. I shouldn't have to break that down. Like, you're another woman. You should know. You should know but in what I'm every going other through. space, we're like, well, I probably have to communicate it so they know mm. my expectations. But for a woman, we're like, oh my God, come on. She should know. I should not have to say that. And it's not true. So when you have a friendship where you subscribe to the idea that you shouldn't have to say your expectations, then whenever she violates them or misses them, then we're like, hmm, see, we're not as compatible as I thought. So it's just like. But that's not true because we're just, just in the communication. Correct. So in addition to communication, what would you say are what is necessary to have a healthy friendship? It seems like you talk about expectations. Mm -hmm. Like what are those components or key components? Yeah. So expectations are huge because the research tells us that women have higher expectations than men in their close relationships. So that means my close friendships or romantic relationships, we expect more than a man might expect in his close relationships. Mm -hmm. So right there, we're already starting here. Mm -hmm. 
So again, the issues come when we don't say them because we expect like, well, you're a woman, you're another woman. So you should know, like, I shouldn't have to break this down for you, but that would be an issue. Excuse me. So when it comes to like healthy friendships, one of them would be managing and expressing expectations and not in terms of demands, because that's not appealing to anybody. If any Mm -hmm. new friend came to me and was like, so listen, here's what I expect. Just that energy. I'm kind of like, Okay, you, you know, off. yeah, and it introduces a power dynamic and mm. friendships are based on being mm. peers, like we're the same. So if you come in hot with like, hey, I expect da, 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 that it's a different dynamic. Yeah. It sounds scary. Right. right. So your delivery is, is everything. Is everything. Is everything, yeah. But like, so for example, and, it, and, it, and maybe you kind of express it as things come up. So mm-hmm. if we're in the middle of something where I feel like there's a gap, like I want this, but I'm not getting it. In that moment. So whether it's, you know, I want her to respond more quickly with texts or whatever it is. Mm. And instead of me assuming, man, I guess she just like doesn't even care. That's so rude. That's so rude. Now my energy changes toward her. Now I'm sending one mm. word text to be passive aggressive. Now I'm telling all my friends like, yeah, she just can't even get exhausting. back to anybody. There's so much that happens instead of me being like. Girl, okay, can you just give me something, a thumbs up something, so I know that you got this text? You like know, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna say fast. it, but I'm gonna say it warmly so she can be like, okay, you're right, I'm working on that. Okay, I got you, and it's done. Um, but I think healthy friendships can do that. We can do healthy conflicts, not unhealthy, but when there's tension, we feel safe here to be like, girl, what's going on? That is healthy. Um, and we have to anticipate that the way we would in another context. We have to anticipate. I'm probably going to have tension at some point with my friends, but I'm okay leaning into it. So after we hash it out, we can move on. That would be healthy. Um, when you feel safe to share your opinions and your positions without judgment. And you mentioned that earlier when we were kind of, when you were speaking to your close friendships, you were like, ah, oh, we might not agree, but yeah. it's like, whatever. Some people cannot say that. Mm-hmm. Some people do not feel comfortable to say like, actually, this is how I really feel about yeah especially in motherhood, we have to make like a hundred decisions a day. So mm-hmm. if your friend finds out that you let them have screen time or that you do, like all these other things that we kind of judge, cause I don't do that in my house. Are you safe to share? Mm-hmm. We do this in my house mm-hmm. without fearing that she's like, mm. like, Oh girl, wow. you let your kid have McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, really, especially <laughs> in motherhood. No, okay. but that's yeah. so real. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are other moms oh, like, yeah. what? You did that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, or you so don't like, do that. Yeah, so like, I think oh. like the markers of a healthy friendship are we're comfortable with healthy conflict. We're comfortable with the fact that you will make choices that sometimes don't mirror my own. Yeah. And okay, I can handle that without withdrawing, criticizing, trying to push and persuade you to modify your choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things communicate you cannot be yourself here. Yourself is not good enough. Let me persuade you of all the reasons why you need to change your approach with that man, with your kids, Mm. with your money issues. Let me explain how you need to choose differently. I mean, Mm. if somebody was doing that to me, I feel like, okay, so who I am as I am right now is not good enough. Um, So those kinds of things show whether or not it's kind of healthy and safe or it's not. Mm. Thank you. So as a friendship coach... When, say, for example, I was horrible with communication, do you, like, what does a friendship coach do? Do you help me with prompts? Do you help me figure out my answers so I can even begin to have these, you know, conversations with people? Just like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, if I'm at a party or something and people are like, so what do you do? It's always like, 
Yeah. So, you know, because it's always something people are like a friendship coach. Is that real? Um, so I actually started out as a high school teacher working with 12th graders. And it was like the number one thing they wanted to talk about between class and after school was this girl. Da, da, da. And I'm like um. erasing their seating assignments. because she wants to sit next to her. And I'm like, wow. oh, my God, are you guys okay. still cool? OK, you, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm going to put you next to her. So it was like it was a thing for like six years. And then I was the academic chair. So then I'm helping teachers handle the friendship issues in their classrooms. And then I left the classroom after about six, seven years and I got into public relations. So I made the foolish mistake of thinking, well, I'm no longer working with teenagers. So mm. like that drama is over. Yeah. It's autocorrected. <laughs> It's just beginning now. It's just beginning. It's a different level. But what's so interesting is I was working with smart, beautiful, high-achieving women who make decisions. They're firm. They have lots of social connections. They're extroverts. But privately, they have their own issues with female friendship. You're just not putting that out there because it detracts from the image of having it all together. And so that's when I was like, oh, okay, at every stage of womanhood, we're trying to figure out – how do I click with other women? How do yeah. I navigate this here? So, you know, I started studying what the research has to say about women's cooperation, communication, and conflict. I say all that to say, as a friendship coach and educator, you know, when I was doing like private se uh, sessions, it would mostly be with high achieving women. And I think people will be surprised to know that because like if you overheard somebody say, oh yeah, I'm working with my friendship coach, you most of us would be like, what? Like, how do you yeah. need help for that but I'm not working with the excited. you know <laughs> I'm actually not often working with the socially awkward wallflower who doesn't know how to put a conversation together it's 80 percent women with their own business who are very social go to parties all the time but the mm -hmm. issue is they are not satisfied in those friendships they do not feel seen in those friendships they're having some kind of issue but like have no idea how to talk it through mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel safe to talk about anywhere else because if you talk to your friend about your friendship issue they it, they might be mutual friends so that's awkward if you talk to your man about it sometimes they're very reductive and dismissive well then mm -hmm. stop hanging out with her then <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. Well, really, that's not the, I, not the answer. That's not the answer. I can't work with that. So sometimes people feel like I don't know where to even like express this. And so with coaching, women will bring me whatever kind of issue, and the whole thing is about is about like what is the goal, and we work through that. So what are your options? I'm not giving you advice. I'm not telling you what to do. But my job is to ask really important decisions or excuse me questions so that you get to a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I need to do, and I feel confident to do that, I like that. because for women we ruminate more than men, which is why we report greater, uh, more experiences with anxiety and depression because mm -hmm. we ruminate over the same thing. Same yes. thing. So coaching with somebody who's like, I'm objective and I can share what the research says and I can give exercises to help you come out of that because otherwise you're just like, I mean, but should I text her though? Like, was that shady? What I mean, like for weeks? Yeah. yeah. And for women who are like, I'm done yes, mulling it over, but I don't know how to <laughs> pop out of that cycle. That's kind of what we do. Okay. Could you... Have you ever been put or asked to mediate, like, a friendship with the two people in the room that are having an issue? Or is it always just a one-on-one? -on -one? That's a great question. So it's mostly one-on-one. -on -one. I've had people ask me to mediate their friendship issues. But for me, that's more of, like, a counselor's mm -hmm. role when you're like, okay, did everybody hear each other? I did it once, like, toward the beginning, uh, mediated two friends, and it's just tricky because as a coach, it's goal-oriented, mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to help you reach the goal that you said you want. We're working through that, but I learned, like, in the first 10 minutes, 
those two women had very different goals mm-hmm. and it was very hard to mediate. One wanted to rekindle the friendship and she was like, I just feel like we don't you know, talk like we used to and she's changed so much and I just don't understand. And the other one, I could just tell by the things she was saying and the friend wasn't getting it. She was trying to be nice, but it was very clear she did not want to maintain that friendship anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard because if your goal is to stay in, your goal is to get out, you know, my job is to help you meet the goal. <laughs> And and they were like, two uh, different goals. Like, uh, so it was, run? Like this yeah, it was very sad. It was very sad. Oh, mm-hmm. that is sad. Not like friend breakups. Like, when do you know? Like, say you're in that space. How do you know when a friendship has expired? Passed. Or yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it like yeah. that, but it's like, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, oh, this might work, and it's like that surface level. I'm, you know, I don't want surface level. I'm ready to dig, yeah. and it's like. Once I see there's no digging, I'm like, peace out. But I don't know if that's just me, you know, how do you tell the difference between just surface level and then like when you're ready to dig? Yeah. And yeah. how to explore that. Yeah. That sounds crazy. So I like to yeah. start with this because like to give perspective, but there's something known as Dunbar's number. And the idea is that our brain can only cognitively handle three to five ultra close relationships we're talking like ultra close but then if you think about that like a circle and like circles outside of it the next circle would be like 10 to 15 Mm -hmm. and then like you know 20 to 50 to kind of show degrees of closeness right so less close but like getting closer closer three to five i start there because it's important to know that i only have so much space for so many people Mm -hmm. especially if i want to show up i mean i Mm -hmm. want to be an active friend i can't do that for 20 people Mm -hmm. i just can't so I say that to say we have to start by being clear. Who are the people I want to be intentional about? Because especially as a mom, I only have so much to give. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I really want to be in it with you. Mm-hmm. So I have to be strategic about, okay, who are going to be like my top three ladies, top five ladies? Because I can't do that with ten people. So if you find a woman who you're like, okay, I'm curious about her. She seems cool. And then over time you realize like, oh, okay, we. I don't think we have the capacity to go there. There's no shame in that because you have to be kind of – protective and selective over who your top people are going to be anyway. So if you're noticing with like a surface level friends that you don't want to go deep or that you want to end it all together because you discover some things, most people try to do the fade out first where it's just like you initiate a little less, you don't share as much, right? Because we talked Mm -hmm. about self-disclosures, the glue of women's friendships. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're not close, we self-disclose less, right? We kind Mm -hmm. of or like telling her less details. We're just like, yeah, Back it's cool. A bit. Yeah, we're good. The you know? fade yeah, out. Yeah, the fade out. Most fade people out. do. Yeah. I'm about to write um, I don't want to just like, fade out. I hate ghosting. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like ghosting is such a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's... You'd rather fade? You'd rather fade no, out? No, I'd rather say, hey, I met you and I thought we could be cool, but like... It either one ain't clicking, two my schedules. Yeah, I just have too much going mm-hmm. on that right like now. Sounds like a real breakup. And that's exactly. But I would rather do that than be like peace out. And then it's like I see you in person. And it's like correct. Do I speak to you or do I not speak to you? Like and then that, you feel the tension between. Yeah, the, you and the I think person. that's. I don't want to put yeah. that out there. I think most friendships that I see dissolve happen through the mutual fade, uh, fade out. For mm-hmm. most people, it's not a huge blowout every time it ends. It's just like, oh, it was clicking, and then we kind of like text each other a little less. Whenever it's mutual. I think a fade out's totally okay. Yeah. You realize like, oh, I don't want to invest in this the same way. And you both kind of fade off. That's great. I think when a conversation needs to happen is where there's a gap. One person expects us to stay status quo and the other person's like ready to leave. I feel like when there's that discrepancy, we have to say something for a multitude of reasons. Because one, I'm either going to be dodging your calls, dodging your texts, being dishonest. 
when she's like, hey, can you link up? Oh, no, I'm just uh, so busy. I'll mm-hmm. be out of town. Washing my yeah, hair. Like, how many times can you go out of town? How many times can you wash your hair? You know, yeah. eventually she's going to be like, okay. So I don't want to be dishonest. Yeah. And then also for her, like, when do I clue her in that, you know, this is not happening? So it doesn't have to be a whole let's go to coffee and talk about it, depending on how close y'all were. But it might be exactly what you just said of like, hey, listen, you know, between work, the kids, and, you know, trying to make – time for like other friends um i i'm not going to be able to maintain this friendship the way we were in the beginning like i'm not going to have the same momentum Yeah. yeah is that awkward yes might this person get mad yes is the person probably like oh okay wait yes also it frees both of y'all to go and do what you need to do she deserves to be in the company of people who can reciprocate so it might be hurtful, but, like, I'm freeing you to go with people who can match that energy. I can't. Mm-hmm. And it might feel guilty to you at first, but you deserve to be in friendships that you're not seeing as an obligation. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a, an act of generosity for both parties to be able to say, I, I don't think this is going to work like I thought. Cool. What about friendships? And you always hear, like, don't live with your friend <laughs> and your friendship's going to be ruined. Mm-hmm. Or don't. <laughs> Mix business with friends. Mm. friends. So I guess my the main question is, do you think it is possible to mix business and friendships? I do think it's possible just because I've seen it several times with women who are friends and they own a business together and they have fun. I think the difference is those women feel very comfortable in having conversations along the way. I feel like if you guys are not like that, it's not going to work. Yeah. So it has I mean, to be a space where we're like, Okay, girl, I don't want to take this business that direction. What are we going to do? They have to be very comfortable. If you're not, that is not going to work. Because even with a business partner, you wouldn't be like, well, I'm not going to say anything. You'd be having meetings. Hey, I'm not liking how this is going. We need to pivot. So are you guys safe to do that? And then also, you know, I see people do little things like where they have days where they're like, um, okay, this is going to just be a friend's day. Like, we Mm. haven't enjoyed each other as just friends. Can we go out Saturday? And we are not talking about the business. Mm -hmm. Like, so even announcing, yeah, Mm -hmm. separation so we know who are we today. What's our role today? Is this a friend thing or not? I think is important, too. Mm. I like like that that you said that I'm, like, coming back to we are friends. Let's regroup and, like, say hi to each other real fast. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I think mixing business and friends is tricky Mm -hmm. when – you know, there's things that are happening in the business that maybe you're not happy with, but it's like in our friendship. I'm happy with our friendship, but mm-hmm. how how do we sep like how we separate those two? Is, is that more telling to like your business savviness or you being a good friend? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, we were talking about communication. Whenever there is a moment where it's like, oh my god, this is going south, and I I don't know if we're clicking to lean in. There are certain phrases that help keep you connected during disconnection. So even the Mm. phrase like it's really important to me that is something that kind of saves us. So let's say I'm really upset about how this is going and I don't like how she's handling things at work. I'm not going to lean in with like, hey, the way you talk to customers is like not cool. I'm going to say, okay, it is really important to me. That we see eye to eye on this. And I know you care about our customers. I do too. But I'm, I'm kind of worried because the way we're coming at them, I'm worried that people won't be returning customers. How do we want to do this? So everything is language like we're on the same team. You're my girl. Let's figure this out. As opposed to like, hey, I'm not down with the way that you talk to people. Like that's not – that, I mean all those things. It's all about how you word things 100%. Your delivery friends. is so good. <laughs> I think it's, it's about so di- being direct with the smile, but the subtext is the same. The subtext of what I'm saying is that has to stop. But instead of me coming at you like your mom, hey, that's not cool. We can't talk to me. Right. I mean, anybody then who that sees that, you feel, buck up. Yeah, 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 you're just like, okay. But if it's like, okay, 
you know, we love our customers. I know we do. And we both have our like vibe with them or whatever. That's why they come back to us. But I'm just a little worried about how we're communicating. Walk me through. Like, why do you respond like this? Because I was thinking we'd try this. Okay. Okay. So let's try this. Right. Okay. Let's try that. We're in it together. Mm, So all my language conveys we're on the same team. How many friends do you have? (laughs) (laughs) What is your core group? I just want to know. How many best friends do you have? Do you have friends? It's so funny. What if she said none? I I don't know. I have a list of associates. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have, you know, my uh, core friends. Like, I would say maybe four girls who I feel like I I could call at two o'clock in the morning and be like, I'm having issues. Which, as a matter of fact, to digress, they found that one way to measure your longevity, like Mm -hmm. people who are going to live past 80, is if you have a person you could call at 2 a.m. to tell your troubles to, mm. which sounds very specific. But people who don't have that, their likelihood to live till 80 is lesser than people who have that. That's oh, interesting. Okay is, it because, so is it because, like, I don't know. That's because interesting. It's, it's, I'm, like, it's, it's, I'm like, do yeah. I have somebody? Does your husband count? You can't. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's the way you talk to me. Well, but I think it's like it's it's super specific, but it's because it's an indicator of something else, which is you have social support in your life. Mm. And the longest running study on happiness, which was conducted by Harvard, found that the number one thing that determines how like your physical well-being yeah. and your life satisfaction is the quality of your relationships. So that is one measure of that. And if you could say, like, actually, I, I don't have anybody I could call, it speaks to other things. You mm-hmm. don't have support. You don't have emotional support. Yeah. And if you have people in your life, it's not just emotional support, but if I have a lot of people in my life, I probably have access to different resources. Right. So I'm actually very extroverted. I love people. So I have my close friends, but they often make jokes about how I'm always like, oh, my God, we should bring so-and-so to lunch with us. She's so cool. You, you know, so I yeah. love meeting yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and I do feel very happy in that way. But I think it's because when you are connected to a lot of different people, it's not just about friendship. It's about community. And that's different. Mm-hmm. So like as yeah. a mom, my best, best, best friend doesn't have children mm-hmm. and she's my girl but it helps in our friendship that I have a motherhood community mm-hmm. that way it's almost like shorthand language so if I'm struggling with this aspect of motherhood and this mom is like I know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. girl it is hard it's not just you I feel like affirmed and relieved and my friend can hype me up but it's going to be different mm-hmm. so I think like you have access to resources I've had moms who put me on to school stuff and I'm like oh wait a second hold on because her kid's five years older so she's telling me how to navigate the school system I need that in my life yes I need to be levels. put on resources support and so I say that to say I I have my core girls, but I also have a lot of social connections. And and personally for me, I'm happier for it. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you think, or have you ever had a situation where one of your closer friends are like, you're coaching me? Like, I know you're not talking to me as a friend, you're talking to me as a friendship coach. Hmm. Like, does that, does your job title or your profession ever cause problems within your own friendships because I would feel like are, is it you talking or is it a <laughs> are bo- you? like what is it like who am I talking to you what do the I mean? researchers say yeah. to you <laughs> is that Harvard coming out yeah. no <laughs> you know it's interesting it's actually affected my friendships before in the opposite way and I say so I this is what I mean I never really coach my friends like mm, so what are your thoughts on, because it's just like I'm just showing up as Danielle yeah, yeah. Um, unless she like brings up something out a guy or something I'm just like oh interesting so do you feel like that like aligns with your values? You know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I've actually had it affect me the other way. Um, a friend who is, you know, unfortunately no longer in my life. One time when we were kind of disagreeing on something, she paused and she looked at me and she was like, "Okay, friendship coach." Oh. And it felt very oh. like the subtext was her saying, "You're a hypocrite," or right. you know what I mean? Yeah. It was so hurtful because Ooh. it's like. I'm a normal person. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a normal woman with my own stuff. Sometimes I say the wrong thing or I'm oversensitive. I'm like a normal person. So if there's any part of you that feels like, oh, see, you did something wrong and you're not living up to your, then you don't mm-hmm. see me as a person here anyway. Yeah. You know, so it, it was very hurtful, but it just also showed me like you you Who don't you see me as a person and you're eager to point out, oh, that's not consistent with what you preach. I mean, because I'm just a person trying to figure this out like everybody else. Yeah. You know? I'm a human too. Yes. That's Dang, that would have made me bug up. I would be like, yes, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's why. I am the friendship coach. What do you want to say? Yeah. On say something. Line yeah. of research, who is doing this research? Like, how did you get connected to know? To even, yeah, know, like, hey, I can do this or. How did you go from PR to, to, re- friendship, to friendship coach? coach. Yeah. yeah. Coach. Well, you know, it, it's, you know, I leveraged my background in education. So I went to school for education. I was a teacher. So in, in an academic chair. So in terms of being in that world of like researchers and people in the trenches doing studies, mm-hmm. I know how to like access that world. I just okay. was looking for a different topic at the time, you know, because I taught English. So now it's just like, oh, I wonder if there are studies on the And just looking through, talking to friends, just connecting research. with professors at different schools. You know, can I talk to you about your research? Help me understand. Understand. So, um, so I'm in different like associations and, and things like that. So I'm in the academic world, which is nice. But I just kind of see my role as I want to learn what these researchers on the ground are seeing. What are they finding? And I just am so fascinated by it and reading about it. Mm-hmm. But I see my role as taking that in my brain and keeping it in there. And when women bring issues, it's fun for me to be able to say like, oh my God, actually that's really common and here's why. You know, and they kind of have relief like, okay, wait, so that's normal. Oh, okay. You know, or if I'm giving them an exercise like, hey, why don't you try this? It's not because Danielle, I did this this weekend with my friends. So here's what I rarely talk about myself. Rarely. Because I don't want you to think I'm advising you because I got it right. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to say like, 
actually the research is saying that if you do this, it's more effective. So why don't you try that? Mm-hmm. It's not Danielle's opinion. I rarely it's, give like, you know, because there's already a lot of that, of, of which is fine. But there's already a lot of women online and stuff who are like, well, here's what I do with my friends. So here's what you should do. And I think that's great. No. But, you know, sometimes we're coming from our own complexes. Like if I'm avoidant or anxious <laughs> yeah. and I'm advising you it's from a place of my own complexes, you know. So I try to stay away from this is what I do, so here's what you should do. I like that you're coming from a research standpoint yeah. versus like, this, this is, is what I did. Yeah. Which I think is, a, you see a lot of that on social media sometimes. Yes. So um, mm-hmm. in terms of if someone were to be looking for a friendship coach, like what are things that you would suggest them doing besides coming to you? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just saying, like <laughs> say if you're you know not available, if you're there in a different time, like how would you know how to vet someone um, who is a, a friendship coach versus is someone just giving their advice. personal advice? Yes. Well, these days, you know, whether it's a coach, therapist, counselor, a lot of people are making content and putting content out there, which I think is helpful. So does it resonate with you? Do you Are you going to somebody who has really strong positions for how things should be? You know, or are they projecting a lot of their own opinion in it? So things like that, does it align with, with you? Does their style align with you? But I also think credentials are super important. And, um, you know, I, I try to be very responsible. So I'm always quick to differentiate and be like, oh, I'm not a therapist because I'm quick. Right. If, if we're talking and she's saying something about like how her depression is getting in the way of her friendships, I will listen. But at some point I'm like, okay, now who do you have who you're working through that with? Because that's a completely that's a completely different mental thing. You know, so I say that to say, like, even first knowing what what you need, if there's like severe friendship trauma because women have like degraded you or hurt you or betrayed you, that might be a therapist thing. Because you're processing. Coaching is all about, okay, what goal do you want? Let's talk through it. I am not going to talk about bipolar, narcissism, neurodivergent. And people often ask me that. You know, I'm coming to you because my anxiety. Okay, I can listen. But you need somebody else for that. And that helps to keep me responsible for what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of looking out for, like, what are your specific things? And go and look at credentials. Don't just look at her follower count. Mm-hmm. Does it When you look at the website or when you talk to her on the phone. So where did you, you know, study this? How, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing it? You have to ask. Yes. Because especially for coaches, it's not a regulated field, which means anybody could be like, I'm a coach. So there's mm-hmm. pros and cons with that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of scary. I mean, actually. You I hundred percent really agree. take yeah. your time and mm-hmm. go do your research. But I like um, that it's goal oriented. Yeah, and then yeah. it's goal like, what, like yeah. driven. I mm-hmm. like that. It reminds me of a life coach that I did. We did a show and they we had a life coach and she said the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's about your goal. I, I'm not your therapist. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I have problems. I want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I know what you're saying, but do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell you both. Yeah, I still want to tell you, but like, yeah, I'm gonna refer you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was literally like that. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not a therapist. Yeah. I'm here to get the goal. What's your goal in life? And right. Was, yeah. It was different. So it's like you have to come to you prepared. Um, take different steps, even building up to a, a friendship coach in a way. Yeah, and and I'm. I feel very blessed in that. You know, it was coaching you know, multiple times a week for four years. But, you know, now that the brand has grown, we kind of put the coaching on pause because I wasn't able to maintain the appointments because I do a lot of flying for media. And now my main thing is speaking. So like a lot of sororities will have me come in and I do their keynote for their annual convention or like, like you know, I have, you know, doctors have had me come in because, you know, they have a female dominated staff and they're like, we have issues. So I go and I speak to them. So the brand's grown. And so I'm not able to do the one 
one-on-one like I was before. Um, but it's kind of the same things, like making sure you're searching for people who are equipped and knowledgeable, their style mes- mes- you know, meshes with yours um, is important. But yeah, you kind of need to have a sense of, of what you want. So when I was leading sessions, it was the first question I would ask. I would say, you know, hey, I'm so glad you made time to chat. I'm excited to dig in with you. Before we jump in, I have a question for you. And that question is, we're together for 75 minutes today. By the time you're done, what do you want? I mean, that's what we're starting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like, you know, I just want to know whether to stay in this friendship or not. Or I just want to release this friendship without feeling bad about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's my North Star. And I'm like, okay, got it. Because it keeps us focused. And then if you say something contradictory to that, I can say, okay, mm-hmm. I hear you. Now, you did say earlier that you hate how you feel in this friendship about yourself mm-hmm. and that you want to find a way to exit that. But now I hear you saying you feel bad for leaving, so maybe you'll stay so she doesn't get mad at you. It's not what you said before. Are we changing the goal? You know, so it's nice sometimes to have somebody who's like, come on now. This is what we said we wanted to do. We're going backwards. Um, It just can be helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your book that is about to come out? Yeah. So my book is titled Fighting for Our Friendships. And Mm. um, I'm just really excited about it because... It's an attempt to explain the mechanics of women's friendship. Um, There's so many. I'm sure you've seen it like on social and stuff. There's so many videos that are like seven red flags for a friend, two signs that you should cut your friend off. Like there's so. Where are the green flags? There's so much. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like good things. There's just so much. There's so many lists and articles like eight signs she's a narcissist. And there's just so much. And so we're like saving these videos and and putting them together and it's just like you have to commit to memory this long list of friendship violations and I just don't think it's supposed to be that way and so this is me sharing the research so you can see from an aerial view how women's friendships work what are the things that bring us together and what are the things that tear us apart if you can commit an understanding of the broader idea of like how this works, then you'll know what to do in the super specific situations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you learn how this whole thing works, then the next time she's not texting you back or she canceled plans or she said something judgy, you're not on TikTok looking up a video for this specific thing because you know from an aerial view what to do, you know? So that's kind of the hope. I just think that women, myself included, we sometimes end friendships prematurely. Mm. And I think there are friendships we could have still had and it could have been strong, but we get caught up in the the mist of all this stuff. Not communicating. Correctly. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for your book release? I am. Um, and everybody's been very supportive. You know, I'll tell you this. I was actually kind of embarrassed when my agent put out the announcement for like the book deal and stuff. I was so excited mm-hmm. and I pulled it up and I looked at it and it was like, you know, TikTok's at the friendship expert, blah, blah, blah. And I was so upset. And I was like, I don't want you putting the TikTok thing. I'm not like a TikTok girl. Right. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I have degrees like, in I this. Come, I have no yeah. yeah. like TikTok yeah. and social media. I actually did the research. Yeah. I, I was so upset. And you know what? I have grown out of that because I was so like, I am not the TikTok girl. I'm like serious. Yeah. I thought, you know what? Social media has played such a role. And where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these videos that go viral and stuff like that, I mean, I'm in the comments and I'm like, I, I'm like, I have charted like comments I get. I made grass where I'm like, okay, 80% of people are saying this. <laughs> I like, love I'm it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that That's has great. been my focus group. And I'm so grateful for women who show up, they mm-hmm. comment, they mm-hmm. ask questions because it helped me keep my pulse on 
what's going on Mm -hmm. and what's top of mind. And so I've had to grow into like, you know what? Yeah, social media is a big part of my story. And I'm so glad women have trust in me, you know, on their friendship journey. And so I'm excited for the book because I feel like this is my way of saying, I've heard you. I'm putting things together. I'm I'm looking into it for you. And here's, you know, some insight for some of the struggles that you might have. Yeah. Are you going to do a book tour? We're talking through that now. Yeah. Some of the bigger cities I'm thinking so far, Atlanta, New York, and LA so far. Um, And we want to make it an experience. So normally on a book tour, you know, the person sits up there in front Mm -hmm. and they (laughs) read it. I got a blazer. I got a good sign ready. (laughs) You got the good pen. She had this dance. You got the good pen ready to sign the book. You like read an excerpt from a chapter and people clap and they're like, you're brilliant. You're like, yes. That's like normally how it goes. And like, that's cool, like for your ego. But I don't know. I just don't want this to be about me. Like I said, I don't share really about my life and my friends and my tips. So we want it to be an experience for the women who come, right? Like, I want you to come, even if you were like, I can't stand Danielle, but I'm going to that event. Like, I want it to be like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're considering doing, you know, a speed friending tour. So we would go, yeah. yeah, So we would go around and maybe I say a little something and we have a discussion, but then that's over. And now we line up the chairs and I have questions and we have a whistle and we've done it before and it was amazing. And like, you just like hop chair to chair and it's like, that's like so speed cool. dating but for friendships. Friendship. Yes. And we've done it before and like surveyed women afterwards and 90 days after the event, 85% of women said they were still talking to women that they met three months ago. So that. we know it works. It takes out the awkward small talk. You're there for like four minutes. I gave you the question to discuss. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really fun. And I think the book tour Friends is going to be that. I, I like that. that. I, I like that, that interactive idea behind it. I also do like, you know, you sitting there reading the yeah. script. <laughs> 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 the blade. the book. Here's a book for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, like that. I, I still want you to do that, too. <laughs> I'm not even, I, I really like that part about it. But I like it, so. the interactive. I like the interactive. But like for me, just being oh. honest, I would be scared of the interactiveness. I would come to watch oh. you to sign. To sign oh. and, and then to bounce. Read it. Yeah, I would leave. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be allowed to leave. I'd be like, like lock the doors. You know? I'm, not, no. I'm not kidding. Like I would, I would go for. The you reading it, and yeah, then I would go to get my books on, and for my so maybe the second part would be optional. Yeah, like, this is what we're about to do. I would for go part so two. I can hold the book in the middle of us and we can smile like that. I'm you just being honest. You don't want to no, watch me hop chair to chair. No, and I, I don't want to necessarily. I don't want to hop chair to chair. I'm a little scared. Yeah, especially in LA. I don't want to hop chair oh. to chair with some of you guys. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'm going to see what blazer you put on, and I want you to have a nice fancy pin when you sign my book. Yeah, that's and then, funny. Yeah, then yeah. Do I asked my sister about the friends she met. Question <laughs> about the book. I saw you have the book, and there's going to be like a workbook component to it. Is that within the book, or is it like a... Um, so we're figuring out like what that resource will be. Okay. We did try to make the book so that like every book ends with questions. Got it. Mm-hmm. So that you don't just read and you're like, okay, that was good. Like it's it prompts you, you know, have you ever done this or uh, things like that. Um, so we really encourage women to go through it together. Now you could read it alone, but there's something about reading it with a friend and be like, oh my God, this stirred up a lot of okay. stuff. Oh, so I love wait, yeah. Need to then maybe do a think loud a crew. crew read like Ooh, we can have a yeah. book club yeah. read it together. Would love to read it together. And is there that. a friendship journal? 
Is that a that's thing? A fr- um, I don't know if there's a friendship journal. What do you mean? Just like if you were to kind of like write through your thoughts or friendship prompts in the journal? Yeah, like if you or did like, a friendship journal. I don't journal, know, but like, maybe we should work I on it. I think you should definitely. Like for merch? My, I for want merch. This. Like no. not, my friends are dirt. Like I have there's distinct friends that, that journal. Like they wake up and they journal in the mm-hmm. morning and stuff. And it's I've never heard of one that is for friendships. It's like no. oh, prayer journals. You can like pass yeah. your journal to your friend, and now I can kind of get get a little mm, insight they on have your been thoughts. Dating, but right, I've never but seen it. Love friendship. All right, make it happen. Great. Oh yeah, I'm like pressure. Oh, let me text my yeah. Pressure. Make it happen, and in the dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Cheyenne, for yeah, the beautiful yeah. thought. I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, hey, I think I want to be friends with you. Can you fill all these eighteen months? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. a journal you can take home. Yeah. I'll be back on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Here are my answers too. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. No, I'm, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm really excited. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited now chat. to buy the book and yes. to buy it from a friend. And yeah. be like, let's do this let's together. together. Yeah, and it's not just like a marketing like, buy a copy for you and your friend. But it's just like, we do have questions in there. Mm-hmm. I think that it's helpful to do it with somebody you trust because the questions are, you know, mm-hmm. kind of deep. So you don't want to do it with somebody new. And they're like, I don't know. You know, it brings some stuff up. But every chapter is asking about like, have you ever been a mean girl? Have you been on the end of it? Have you ever used these tactics? Oh. Have you? What was your relationship with your mother? How do you think that? So there's a lot of questions along the way to facilitate conversations. So we are hoping that women say, okay, I need to go through this with somebody. I need yeah, to like yes. talk it out. And you might uncover more things about your friends if, mm. you know, if you do that. So that's the goal is for it to bring us closer like through those that. discussions. I like that. Because you're getting excited. in depth with your friends yeah. going on that journey reading a book. Yeah. I like that. We're about to do a book that. club for Think Girl Crew, and that'll be our first book. That would yes. be amazing. That would be the first yeah. book. That would be yeah. a really Coming good book club. Yeah. <laughs> so the way that we end our that. podcast every week is you can share advice <laughs> about anything that under the sun, or you can tell us your WTF moment of the week. We'll go first. Someone over there will go <laughs> okay. first, because I don't know. All right. No? Anybody? Okay. Um... Keep working on your friendships. I feel mm. like it is that is real. Um, for me, I've had my issues with my friendships, but I also have great friends who I love. Um, and some of them are close, and some of them are out of state, and some of them are overseas. So um, it is a continual journey. But keep working on your friendships, and like you said, be open to making new friends. I know some of y'all know I made a mom friend um, over the summer, and we're still friends, and we're like uncovering different layers and it's been nice um i think to just get back out into the world of being open and wanting to make friends so um yeah be open be open that's mm-hmm. my advice be open to making friends even if you're like in a funk and you're like i just have nothing to give sometimes you don't know what people will pour into you you don't know what you'll receive from others so yeah, be open that. to receiving I advise, I feel like I've been quiet, but I've been like taking it all in. And my advice is communication. I feel like um, I am constantly in my own little world and I get stuck in it and I don't invite anybody in, in my friendships or like just things that you were saying today. So my advice is to communicate what's in your head to your friends so they can understand what you're processing and what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important. And for you to voice that today just had me like sit back for a moment like, damn, like mm-hmm. I really don't when I'm in my in my head, I don't communicate to my friends or allow them to know if I'm hurt 
if I'm I felt some type of way or anything like that, I just sit with it. Mm-hmm. And I constantly just process it through my head like, damn, she hates me. Damn this. Mm-hmm. Damn, she said that. Damn, I'm a cad. I'm the worst friend ever. So to communicate <coughs> what you're processing through your head. Mm, that's good. So thank you mm-hmm. for that. Today. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I don't have advice. I have a WTF. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm going to let you do the advice. I feel like your she advice said, is about advice. to be a, a great win. My WTF. <laughs> I am potty training Ace right now. Ooh, Ace, God. I have a two-year-old son. I love mm-hmm. him. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> first off, I look at my son and I, I love him, right? I truly, truly love my child. But then I look at his father and I'm like, this is your fault. You were bad, you for, were bad for 30 years of your life, okay? You were a little bad boy. <laughs> and Ace is our karma. Ace walks in the room and he's like, gonna fuck everything up that I can find. I'm gonna touch everything. I'm gonna rub my baby <laughs> dick on this. Yes. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I swear he walks in with like a vengeance. Like he's, he's just plotting. Okay. That is my that's what I'm dealing with right now. And I look at Zach and I'm like, I was I was never bad. <laughs> I was a really good girl. Okay. I was a really good girl. This child that we have is your child. He's like the Tasmanian devil. Like all right, so back to my WTF. Potty training ace. I got him these little cute Ethica boxers. This big old tiger on the front. I love you know, it. I presented them. I made them fun and shiny and all the things you're you supposed to do that Google says you're supposed to do. <laughs> Every 20 minutes, I'm putting him on the pot. Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. I leave. I text Zach. I'm like, how's it going? He's like, terrible. I'm like, what? Bro, I come home. The whole carpet is gone. Like, our whole entire living room carpet is gone. I'm like, where's the carpet, Zach? Well, Ace peed on the carpet, and then he took a shit, and there was a massacre. Bro. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I look at Ace. I look at Ace. He's back in a diaper. He's Uh chilling. He's got this iPad, and he's looking at me like, what you gonna say? I swear he's looking at me like, say something. I'm gonna pee on something else. That has been my life for the week. I started doing laundry yesterday. I'm disgusted. Did you find the, the shitty underwear? I found the <gasps> shitty underwear. Oh, no. And then I found, like, three other pairs, and I'm like, you didn't tell me he shit three times. Three oh, in his, yes. his cute little In the cute tiger. Ethica boxers that I got, all of oh, them are ruined. I would have to throw it all away. Oh, me I too. did. I threw it all away. <laughs> what I'm were like, they in the dirty laundry? Because I, th- I have a man. There's a man in my house that I'm married to that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that yeah. thought, oh, these can be washed. <laughs> That is what I am actively dealing with right now is potty training a boy is a whole nother kind of beast. I potty trained Ryder in two days. She was perfect. Okay? Perfect. Mm. I got her the Disney undies. I set her in the toilet in front of Moana. She got potty trained in two days. Oh, wow. She was perfect. I had a little... That's my angel. Ace is like, you want to see what I can do with this baby penis, mom? Mm-hmm. And he's like showing me, and then he does a new thing, and he he sticks his butt. He goes, "Hit my tushy, hit uh-uh, my tushy, no, bro." I don't like. I'm it. like, Ace. <laughs> I don't like it. So that's my rant for the day. Potty training a boy is not for the weak. I'm gonna say we've been through it. Yes, we have been through it. We've done it. I feel like I got it easy because he was at um, preschool. So yeah, mine's not. Mine's at home I whipping know. it out. <laughs> yeah. He literally whips. It doesn't get better it with out. boys. I feel like. Mm-hmm. It scares me. I'm like, put that put it away. baby pinky toe away. I don't want to see it. Baby pinky toe. And oh Ace God. is like, Mom, look, 
I got a penis. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> She's just I'm like, sorry. Do you have kids? I do. I have a five year old and a two year old. My oh. five year old's a boy. Hey, so, yeah. so do I. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've got yeah. five and two. She said, yep. boys. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Okay, yep. so you know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. I do know. Um, potty training's really hard. Really hard. It is hard. Yes. I, and then I you go I on quit. TikTok and you I see think, the moms yeah, teaching their quit. newborns incontinence training, and it's oh got like gosh. the week old baby in the sink pooping. Have you guys oh, seen the two year old yes. genius? The boy. He's no. a boy. He's two. He sits there and does like math problems all day. No. This is the, this is my last rant. This is the problem with social media. I watched this little two year old boy. Media. Do math problems, read a book, and I'm looking at Ace. I'm just, I'm just like, like, can't do math. I'm like, oh, we failed you. Like, but like that's this two year old is doing full on division, like full on multiplication, normal, reading, and I'm just looking at my son playing with his iPad, eating his McDonald's, yeah. and I'm like, Sorry. We're Sorry, not, Ace. You're not a genius. You didn't make it to Mensa. You're not a Mensa kid. You're not a genius, son. I want a Mensa kid. So Hi. Hey, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. I think for me, I don't have uh, WTF moments. I guess I do every day having kids. You have those moments every yeah. day. Um, I guess, like, to end with um, advice, I would give this advice. Um, and it's around the word vulnerability, which people mm. tend to, like, use a lot. And I just want to, like, clarify something on it. Um, and that is the best way I've heard vulnerability defined is you're taking a risk of rejection. That's what mm. it is. And I want to challenge every woman to think about what is something in your friendships right now you are not doing because you fear you would be rejected. And a lot of times we tend to picture a very timid woman who's scared of rejection. But there are some of us, especially in the black community, that sometimes we go too hard on things and we do the, oh, no, I'm cutting people off. Like if she does that, I'm cutting her off. If she does, yeah. That is a lack of vulnerability, too, because what you're yeah. saying is I do not want to be hurt. So I'd rather leave before that happens to me. And I'm going to do it from a, po a position of power because you're not going to play me. But really, you're scared that she's going to hurt you. And your way to respond is to be like, I'm done with this. Uh, like it's a flex, but it's not. And so I just challenge, what is something you want to do in your friendships? Have a hard conversation, text, ask a girl you really like, like, hey, you're really cool. Would you want to you know, link sometime? Yeah. What's the thing you're not doing? Because you're scared you would be rejected. I challenge women to do that thing. And is there a chance that you are rejected? Yes. Is there also an equal chance that you would be accepted and it's the most amazing thing? Yes. So that would kind of be like my challenge for women who are listening this week is to do that thing and to I see like, like what happens I, on the other side. Like it changes. Mm -hmm. I'm really that. trying to think about what I'm Me do. too. <laughs> because yeah. I just like, re I can't say the words, but yeah, that. Resonated with you? Yeah. Thank you. I got you, I got you, my friend over there. <laughs> so my brain is like not here. <laughs> our season of reclaiming certain things with our, our friendships mm. and just rediscovering and just solidifying because... I mean, I love y'all. Y'all my you're my sister, but like you yeah, guys are my count? friends too. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, because I we have I feel like we have a sister relationship, but then we there is things outside of our sisterhood. I feel where I can come to you mm -hmm. as a friend um, and ask questions and ask you questions or ask for guidance or just be like, you know. It ain't 2 in the morning, but it might be 3.30. What's good? You better call Shannon at 2 <laughs> <laughs> Let her live to 82. 
All right, guys. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Think Loud crew. You can find us on Instagram and on YouTube. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. Yes. And you can follow me at Shy Not Shy. Where and can you can oh go go you you you. You can follow me at Hair by Shannon C. And you can follow me at R Kylin and Danielle. Where can the people find you? Uh, so everything lives at BetterFemaleFriendships.com. Ooh, I yes, I love <laughs> that. When I said, first saw your bio, I Don't was like, Just... <laughs> yes, website. I like yes. that. Thank yeah. you. And we will keep you guys tuned when the book comes out. Yes. And we will figure out how we can start a book club. Yeah, yeah I think that's sure. awesome. All right, guys. As always, have a beautiful week. And we will be back next week with the all-new episode. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to tell your crew about, about our crew. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.